Hey friend, I am so excited you're here. I'm Marianne Anderson. You might know me from This Loud House on Instagram, and I have a secret to share with you. I'm not really an expert, but I have a ton of friends who are. And each week you can join us for inspiring, fun, and practical tips on how to decorate your home, organize your space, take care of your body, chase those dreams, rock that outfit you just got at Target. And girl, we're going to help you with what the heck to make for dinner too. This is the Life Sunny Side Up Podcast. Welcome. Hey guys, so part two in our Fighting for Your Family series. And I really just wanted to give you guys in this series some inspiration on, you know, looking at your family dynamic and just saying, hey, is this working for us? And if it's what you're doing is working for you, continue on, my friend. That is amazing. But if it's not and you're feeling frustrated and you're feeling like you are not growing together as a family and everybody's just a little bit too on edge, these are some tools that I have used to and put in place basically to help our family bond, grow together, function well. And obviously no family is perfect. And obviously we have funky days too, but these have been a game changer. And today we are going to talk about my, one of my, well, one of my absolute favorite topics, let's be clear, family dinners, how I make them happen in the middle of doing all the things, all the sports, all the activities with five kids and how we do this nine times out of 10. So if you love this episode, friend, I want you to do three things, okay? First, subscribe, and then that way you never miss an episode, and I'd love to hear your comments, so make sure you leave one of those too. And you can take a screenshot, and you can post it on Facebook and Instagram and share with your friends. Make sure that you tag me at This Loud House, and you can use the hashtag LifeSunnysideUpPodcast. Hey, y'all. Oh, my goodness. So fun. This is part two in our Fighting for Your Family series. And if you missed part one, you can go back and listen. It's the episode right before this one. And I talk about basically how to create white space for your family, how to teach your family to enjoy doing nothing, the art of that, and why it's been so important for our family. And, you know, I really in this series just wanted to start the conversation and really kind of do an inventory of what your family time is looking like. And if you have ever felt overwhelmed, if you've ever felt like there is more dissension in the ranks, more fighting than getting along, these can be some practices that you can put in place to really change that family dynamic and get the train moving in the right direction. And I know for us, you know, it's not like I've made these changes and everything's been perfect. That's not how life works, right? I'm constantly reevaluating. And in every season and every stage of life, there has to be a new game plan. You know, life looked totally different when I was nursing a new babe and up all night than it does now. So I think the most important thing that you can do as a mom, and we hear this all the time. And I know it sounds cheesy, but you got to give yourself a little grace and you have to recognize what season you're in. Right now, we are in a busy season. I definitely, when I was in the I'm nursing the babes stage and you know life just felt extremely overwhelming, I had to learn to say no to pretty much everything. And we definitely went through a phase where the kids did not do sports. 
they didn't do anything except school. Like that was their jam. And it's because I couldn't function. I couldn't keep up with all of it. And I wanted first and foremost for us to have a great relationship. And for me as the mom, not to be grumpy all the time and just feeling haggard and worn out. And so that decision to spend a lot more family time together and more time at home, less time out chasing all of the things was for me actually really hard because I like to do all the things and I like to be super involved, but it was the best decision we ever made. So I just kind of feel like I had to say that as a disclaimer. If you are feeling super busy and super overwhelmed and running around like a chicken with your head cut off, you have the power. You have the power to turn off all the noise, to say no, to look at your schedule with your husband and say, okay, what what is serving our family and what is not serving our family? And so even now that I have a little bit more freedom and a little bit more just, I guess, choice in what we do, and I have a little bit more energy because I don't have any babies anymore, I still am crazy intentional with what we add to our calendar. And I make sure that it's not just fluff and that I really am choosing things that are are going to benefit our family. So I want to talk about family dinners and how you can make that happen and happen well in the midst of all the activities. Because I think I hear the most, oh, well, we would love to do family dinner, but you know, we do soccer every night of the week, or my daughter is like, you know, semi-pro ballet or whatever it is, right? So we, that's for some families, but that's just not for us. And I get that. I've definitely felt that way at times, but I will tell you that having that family dinner you guys, changes everything for our family. And guess what? It all is up to me. Like it's hard on me. I fully admit it. It is a sacrifice that I make every single day to make this happen. So these are kind of my little tips. First of all, you have got to get prepared. Now, for a personality type like me, I'm a seven on the Enneagram and I have not been the most organized or you know planning kind of personality. That is just not me. And so I have really had to learn how to how to figure this out. And I've had to realize that it's so important that I make this commitment to my family and that I do something out of my comfort zone, which is planning. So basically, this is what it looks like, you guys. I will, to the best of my ability, I will meal plan for the week. I like to actually do this on a Friday. So I basically will pick seven meats and seven veggies. I mean, I keep it really simple. If I'm really feeling inspired, I will pull out the cookbook and I'll pick seven meals, but I really try and keep it incredibly, incredibly simple. Okay. I love one pot meals. That's my favorite thing ever. Simplicity is the name of the game. So every Friday, I basically sit down and I plan out seven meals. Then what I do is I get my prep done in the morning. I have the most energy in the morning and I realize that some of you work outside the home. So this might look a little bit different for you. But basically when we kind of have a little bit of extra time before we go do the first round of pickups with preschool and you know all of that, I will cut the veggies and cut the onion and get everything basically ready to throw in the pot, to throw in the oven. Because I don't know about you, but four o'clock time is 
is just insanity, right? It's basically insane until about nine o'clock at night at my house. And I don't have time to be doing that. And in the past, I've almost chopped off my freaking finger because I was hurried and I was trying to chop the onion and you know what happened. So I've learned my lesson and I put on a little bit of music and the kids that are still at home have a little bit of downtime and I chop the veggies and prep for dinner in the morning. So when then we get home from our sporting event, and sometimes you guys, we will eat before the sports start. Like Drew will have a day where he can get home a little bit early, you know, and we have a four o'clock dinner, a 4.30 dinner. And some days it's like last night was 7.30, which is really late, but we still all sat down together. And even if like, let's say the girls have something where, you know, for example, at youth group, they eat at youth group. And so they won't necessarily be eating with us. We all still sit down together. They'll grab a beverage and we all sit down together. So that's how I prep for it. I use paper plates paper napkins and paper utensils because here's the deal. I want to make sure this happens and I want to make sure it's as simple as possible. And that just works for us. And so I gave up the notion of this gorgeous tablescape. It just doesn't happen for family dinners. And you can make it fun. I went to Hobby Lobby this season and I got cute, you know, Halloween plates and fall plates and Christmas plates. And gosh, they have every stinking holiday, right? And so make it fun for your kids and you can have theme plates for the month and they'll love it, right? So I just gave in and paper had to be the way to go. The second thing that I think has been really crucial is really teaching our children the importance of it, the sacredness of it. They see my husband and I kind of had a powwow and we were like, okay, we're going to make this happen no matter what. And we want our kids to understand how important this is. And so, you know, bad attitudes, you, I mean, I've done all kinds of things from Obviously, they have to go in the trouble chair to, hey, you owe me a dollar for a bad attitude. The older they get, you can do that. We do all kinds of fun things so that they understand this is sacred time. This is our family. There are absolutely zero electronics allowed anywhere near dinner, including myself. We, a lot of times, I will put on some music and set the mood. And then one of our favorite things to do is to go around and say, best part of my day. And this is so, this has been so fun. Helen, who is almost three, has just grown up with this. We've been doing this for the past three years. And she, from the time she could kind of get those little words out, you know, she would say the best part of her day. And Knox, who is a five now, would say the exact same thing for like a year. It was so cute. We'd all laugh. But the younger ones will really catch on the more that you do it and the more consistent you are. It's just priceless. Like I am so... I'm almost sad in the moment because I realize how much I'm going to look back and miss this when they're all gone. You know what I mean? I told, I told Drew, I'm like, I am going to be so sad. I mean, I love you. You're my best friend. But when we... The kids are out of the nest and it's just you and I having dinner, it's going to be bittersweet for sure. Now, here's a reality check. There are many dinners where the conversation when you have five and six-year-old boys is not 
appropriate, right? We have to teach them that you cannot use potty words at the dinner table, as funny as it may be. And so there is a little bit, you know, you have good dinners and you have bad dinners and they're not all like the Brady Bunch or, you know, absolutely TV perfect or whatever you have in your mind, right? And you just kind of have to go with the flow and realize that, hey, they're kids and they're learning. Here's another really fun thing that I think has happened from our family dinners. We are teaching our children how to have real conversations. I feel like that is so lacking the more, the older my kids get and the more I see how kids interact. You know, it's like a crazy text that has all of these abbreviations and they're not really learning how to communicate. And I feel like they learn that at the family dinner table because we're having full conversations. And, you know, I am now excited and I think about when I'm chopping those veggies in the morning, okay, how do I want this conversation to go tonight? Like, what are some questions that I can ask? I think about my kids and their day and, you know, how I can better pull information out of them, right? Get them to open up. And it has just become the highlight of my day. Honestly, it's just this wonderful breath of fresh air. And some days when it's got to happen fast, like we have literally 15 minutes for family dinner, we will still sit down and have 15 minutes of family dinner and just make that happen. So you guys, I hope that encourages you. I, d- I certainly do not want you to think that we have this perfect family dynamic all the time because we do not. But what I do want you to know is that we work really stinking hard to strengthen that family relationship. I don't think it just happens. I see so many siblings that grow up and have no relationship with each other. And so I am doing everything in my power to cultivate that relationship they have with each other, that they have with their parents, that we have collectively as a unit, as a family. So finding that white space of doing absolutely nothing together and then adding in the family dinner has been unbelievably amazing. So I would love to hear from you guys. I would love to hear what's working for you, maybe what's not working for you, struggles that you're having. Please take a minute and leave a comment and tell us where you are and share with us things that have worked because isn't that amazing that we have this community and we can share with each other. So I hope you guys have liked this Fighting for Your Family series. And if you would like some more family series or motherhood series from me, please reach out and let me know your ideas because I am 100% open to them. And we will be back with some more interviews really soon. Thanks so much for listening, you guys, today. Bye. Hey, y'all. So if you would like to join our community on Facebook, we have a special group just for you. You can continue the conversation off the podcast online. Simply join the Life Sunny Side Up podcast group. Just search in your groups. It'll come up and I will be so excited for you to be a part of this amazing community.